That's a You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. <laughs> this, this is a bi American history podcast where each week I, Dave Anthony, I like men and women. Read a story from American history to my friend. And Gareth Reynolds, who has no preference either, will go either way, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Uh, here we are. We're back in the studio. Weird. It is weird, isn't it? Progress. You feel uncomfortable? The, I do. I is feel. It, is it because you're looking into my blue eyes? Yeah, you've got those steely blue eyes, and the rum smell is strong from that direction. Yeah. Um, I picked up the rum smell over uh, over the lockdown. Are you doing rum scents? The new scent from rum? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm home home brewing. You're home rumming. I'm home rumming. You have a rum tub. Yeah, I have a, that's right. I have yeah. a rum tub. I, I I was looking at a house that had a rum tub. Oh, the rum tubs are great. They're great. Uh, very, uh, very like 1800s. Stained. Boat, there's, yeah. Uh, feel. The you smell is strong. Get in the rum tub. Um, but yeah, it is a little weird. It's all weird. You know what? You know who love who who loves a rum tub? Oh, we're dogs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So they're, absolutely. Uh, that's where hair of the dog came from. That's right. They're sh- um, but. Uh, it is weird. It's the we're in the weirdest phase of this thing yeah. where I'm like I've thought everyone was crazy the whole time, but now you're just like like everyone's crazy. Yeah, yeah, everyone who's crazy. in charge is crazy. It's crazy. Out of their minds. And everyone just saying things that are just like not true. Not true. Not true at all. Everyone. <laughs> it turns out that a pandemic is the greatest gaslighting that can ever happen. It's like it was like we. It's like America's a computer, and we ran a diagnostic, and we're so full of viruses that we're like, we need a new laptop. This is just like not functioning anymore. <laughs> this whole thing is fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And called it, quote, his jam patch. Jam patch? I'm the fucking hippo guy! Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like Anarchy! On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> My room is great! Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo! No sleep tell hippo! Uh, action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. <laughs> no. Rhoda. Rhoda in the court. November 6, 1908. Year of our Lord. Jesus Christ. You know, one of the wise men brought rum sense. I know. Oh, I know. Through the fourth wise man. Not a lot of people hear about the fourth wise man. They dipped. They dipped the baby in Jesus in rum a lot. Then mm-hmm. they just go ahead. That was what christenings used to. That be. was how people used to drink liquor yeah. back then. They didn't cry. Dip the baby in it. The baby and come it out and go. I'll do another. Yes. <laughs> I suppose I'll be baptized again. I'm not driving. <laughs> Vincent Natikowitz. Sure. Pleasure. Let's just hope that's it. Well, it could be not. Natulkowitz. He, uh, he was born in Trenton, New Jersey. His father worked in a factory. Uh, his dad only spoke Polish. Okay. When Vince was young, he would go shopping with his father to make sure store owners didn't take advantage of him because he didn't speak. Now, that'll be a million dollars. Here you go. One, two, three. I'm low. Is that Polish? I don't know. <laughs> I was just hoping it was. Uh, see, this is where the I, hard work for me comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think this is a, I'm trying now to find what it... Th- I would call it half-ass. Yeah, thank you. Uh, 
That's what I trained for. <laughs> so, good student. He was very, very good at math, uh, but he drops out after the eighth grade. You okay. know, why not? It's the early 1900s. Sure, that's pretty good. Uh, his mother died when he was 13. Can you imagine how great it would be to drop out in eighth grade? Oh. If I was allowed to drop out in eighth grade, I mean, I know it seems like I did, but uh, but I didn't. And man, would I have. have given I, the option, presented with yeah. the option of foregoing high school, yeah. I'd have signed any line. If I, if I could do it all over again, I would get my GED early. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so his mom dies when he's, uh, he's 13. Okay. His dad remarries. Vince and his older brother, Charlie. His older brother, I had... I, I, some things said it was his brother. There was an article in the paper that said it was his stepbrother. So I, I, I'm not sure, but sure. whatever. Okay. Um, but they didn't like their stepmother. So I assume it's not his mom. But it could be his mom. He might not like his mom. Sure, that I don't like your mom. I love my mom. What are you talking about? Vince would often run away and hole up in abandoned factories. Okay. Like any 13-year-old. Sure, yeah. It's just what you do. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the state... At this time, paid a bounty if for... If you told me that I could drop out of eighth grade yeah. and live in a factory, oh. there's... I mean, literally, and, it would have been... I'd have been like, yes. And and honestly, there's so many abandoned factories in America. Like, that's almost like That's a not true. Thing. To bite your tongue, sir. You could just fill them with 13-year-olds. Well, I think we're getting back to where this story starts now. <laughs> you know, just fill the factories with teenagers and then get them washing stuff. That's an idea, right? Nobody's ever done that. <laughs> Uh, so the state of New Jersey at this time was paying a bounty for groundhogs, and uh, <laughs> this country is just phenomenal. It's just, it's just, every, it's every, it's everything you want and don't want. <laughs> it's just the greatest big shit pile ever. It's amazing. <laughs> this country's like a McRib you shouldn't be eating. It's just too delicious to stop. I always just think about how this. There's this, a groundhog bounty. No, America was just. Like, That's a throwaway line in this. It has a groundhog bounty. America was just an animal holocaust, like the beavers, the squirrels, Everything. the groundhogs. We still like, are, though. I just, mean, the way that we are still pushing our parameters further and further, oh, yeah. like we obviously don't give a shit, but now it's less It's now less because they're pests and it's more because of capitalism. But back then it was just like there was always this public enemy, number one animal, animal vermin, yeah. like critter, whatever it was. Whatever. And, it was and then it was just, one. it was a big festival to just go and murder the things. Yeah. Just that you mur- the winner gets to eat them all, you know, whatever it or was. Or just have them. Or just have them. Pelts. Or no win. Pelts, you could do groundhog pelts. Yeah. Make yourself a nice groundhog jacket. Sure, you know, this is made from 800 groundhogs, <laughs> this long coat. <laughs> summer still living. Yeah, so uh, Charlie and uh, Vince spend the summer trapping groundhogs. Okay. Then they also started trapping muskrats and otters near Lake Carnegie. Okay. Uh, when Vince was 17, he got a job working in construction. They were building the Pulaski Skyway. He also, at this time, had an affair with a married woman. Okay. Uh, How old is he? He's 17. Okay. Uh, she breaks his heart, and she goes back to her husband. Right. Uh, Vince's sister, quote, that was the day he also smashed up the family car. Hmm. So he had a rough, that was a rough one. Sure. He had a rough day. Okay. So. So. It's tough. It's. As, as it's hard ha- to date married people. Uh, yeah. So as as happens in these uh, situations, he uh, it's called pulling a geographic. It's like I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Okay. What's it called? Called pulling a geographic. Okay. Uh, That's new, right? What the term geographic? No, it's an old term. Hmm. 
You just haven't heard it, hmm. but that's a term. I dropped out in eighth grade to move. <laughs> so Vince, his best friend, John Dykus, and Charlie started hopping trains. So they're doing the hobo sure, business. Sure. They cross the country. They're trapping as they go. They're trapping. Is this the story of Hoboken? <laughs> That was good. Thank you. Proud of you. Uh, My jokes must be bad because the last two episodes, are we allowed to do that now? Yeah. Okay. Shaking hands. Uh, Oh, I have COVID. Oh, I do too. Um, I have a better one. I have Delta. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So as they travel, they would stop. They'd get off the train. They'd trap. They'd sell the hides and then keep going. So that's how they're making their money on the trip. All right. Uh, and they're also gambling. They're doing a little playing some craps in the cars, which sure. is just standard. Of course. You have to. Is there an easier place to roll dice than no. a moving train? I can't think of one. Nope. Ah, oh, snake eyes. Wait, seven. So Vince seemed to be alone when this happened, but he he's down near the border. He crosses the Rio Grande as he's setting traps. Okay. So he's in Mexico. Now, Mexico's in the middle of a civil war. They see this dude because they're like, here's a... Gringo, is he selling guns? Because a lot of people are going down there selling guns. So they just arrest him. Right. By the way, that should be the policy when a strange white man comes to your town from now on. 100%. 100%. Arrest, then ask some questions, then evaluate. Always arrest first. Yes, arrest first and then evaluate. So they didn't have any evidence on him, but they they put him in jail. And he's in jail for weeks. But he is... He's a big dude. He's 220 pounds, six feet two. Okay. And he eats like fucking crazy. What is it? You mean he, he eats j- a lot? He eats so much food. Okay. And after a while, he's eating so much food, they're like, we cannot afford to keep this guy. I like the idea that a prison is like, <laughs> he wants more. It's like, well, it's not like Oliver. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just, I mean, he's your prisoner. I think you're in the power position to be like, nah, yeah, we're not going to give you another sandwich. But instead, like, many. He wants more bologna, so uh, I don't know what we're going to do. Let's let him go. I think he's like a walrus human. So they, they release him. More chum, Vince? <laughs> they, they let Throw him, him those carp. He'll eat them raw. He loves them. He's like a bear. So now he's on his own. His It sounds like... They released him because of how much he, he ate. Could, they couldn't afford to feed him. So, so Joey Chestnut goes to jail. He's able to get out in this situation. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 He ate through the bars. He's a real champion. He chewed through the wall. He's a real champion. That's Don't an American hero. That's an American hero. Um, so he, so Vince, uh, sorry, Charlie and his buddy uh, John Dykus are back. They go back to New Jersey. I don't know what happened there, but okay. So he goes to California and he tries trapping in the Mojave Desert, and that doesn't work. Pretty soon he's broke. He's starving. He has nothing. He's not finding a lot of life in the desert. No, weirdly, weirdly. Uh, so he goes back to Trenton. And pretty soon, the three dudes once again hop a train and they head southeast. Okay. And this time, they end up in Jupiter, Florida, in September 1931. It's great that we've got a planet city you, in Florida, of course. Well, Jupiter is now. My my uncle was a huge drug dealer. This is Saturn, Michigan. <laughs> my, if you've been here, it's got the rings. Uh, my uncle John was a huge drug dealer, and he ended up in Jupiter, Florida like living across the canal from Burt Reynolds. Like, it's a very rich, super fancy community now. But Burt Reynolds back then, looked like he was from Jupiter, so He did, didn't sense. he? But back then, it was just uh, very, not very populated, just right. wild sort of Florida. There's sure. like 300 people living there. Okay. Um, so that's where they end up. And Charlie Mintz decided when they got there that they should have a new last name because their last name was too complicated. People couldn't say it. Mm-hmm. You, you, you included. Thank yeah, you. of course. So. Uh, and they picked Nelson. 
Okay, much easier. Is so, this the story of Nelson, the twin the singers? Yeah, this oh is the my Nelson. God, I've never wanted to hear this. Uh, Vince quote: It just seemed to me that if people have a hard time pronouncing your name, you ought to do something to make it easier for them. And let's can we just bottom line this as the immigrant American experience? Thank you. Just um, we've bludgeoned you into shame. Yeah. No I, longer. I, I'm sorry, I can't say your name. Can you change that? Uh, yes, I am Jacobs. I'm actually on the side. I'm on the side of changing the name to make it easier to say. It's well, of course you are. Yes. I mean, my name was changed, so why shouldn't everybody else? What was your name? Uh, there's two versions. One is O'Neill, but um, that's yeah, easy to say. Changed. I know, but they they used the first name of one of the people as the last name. I don't know. Oh, why. so just like it became Anthony. Okay. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem that complicated. I don't don't worry they, about it. Okay. Well, they didn't want to be Irish because being Irish here was a nightmare. Well, not at all. <sighs> They set up. Uh, they set up. So they set up a very crude hunting and trapping camp. Okay. They bore a well. They built the lean-to. I had a dream. I bored a well recently. Go ahead. Oh yeah, we all do. We, it's a very common dream. Okay. It means you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I, I went well. <laughs> it was a well, well. So Bessie Dubois and I think John Dubois, they they own a local restaurant. Uh oh. Quote: One night, this scrawny fellow. And the very muscular Vince were eating dinner at the oh, same no. table. It's like Jake and Elwood. <laughs> <laughs> when they asked what was for dessert, my grandmother brought out a large lemon meringue pie. The little guy sliced off a sliver, and Vince peed. Oh, I have the rest. He yes. Garfielded it. He ate the rest of the pie. He did? Like yes. Garfield? Yeah, he Garfielded Well, then you got to do the thing where you take the one slice, and then you take the rest. That That's gotta- what he did. Yeah, that- but you got to do it first. You've got to do it to Garfield it. Yeah. That is phenomenal. Yeah. Okay, so are we... <laughs> I'm hoping... That we're in the early stages of an eating? eater story. No, it's not an oh, eater story. Damn it. I mean, there's a lot of eating. <laughs> there's definitely eating that happens. Okay. So, um, there's a little bit of tension between the three guys. And one morning, Vince goes out trapping. And Charlie wakes up, and he comes out, and he tells Dykus that he's leaving, and he wanted, quote, my share of the business. Okay. Uh, and he wants it now. Easy to do, for sure. Well, we have a bank here, so no problem to (laughs) dole that out. Dykus says, well, I'm I'm only going to give you 50 bucks. And Charlie, quote, I told Dykus he had 15 minutes to give me my fair share or I was going to kill him. It's... It feels sudden to me because escalated. I very felt quickly. like we were doing okay yeah, for we a minute, and then one morning your friend wakes you up and says you have 15 minutes to give me my share, or I kill you. Yeah, and that and that's the share you're saying is not enough. I'm well, a, yeah, right, yeah. No, who needs coffee when you wake up to that? So Dykes responded by just he just kept cooking. He's like, okay, whatever. Charlie then got his shotgun, said time's up, and shot Dykes in the head. What was Dykes? Dykus, so Dykus clearly did not take this. He was not taking it as seriously, seriously as he should. He should have taken it more seriously because he doesn't have a head now. Yeah. I would certainly, if you were in that situation, and again, it's dark. This it's is dark. a dark point. This is, yeah. We this have, is a we dark have, point I'm about to make, yeah. but I would wait for the breakfast to be done cooking, and then, and then I'd shoot him, so then I could just. Sure, that makes sense. Hey, I got a plate of food. But again, he wasn't really thinking. Yeah. No, he just. Very spontaneous. So uh, it's going to be. Strange when he comes back from his little trapping expedition. Well, you know, I didn't even. Vince I didn't will even, be like, I didn't find anything about that. What I found was that Charlie then got in his car, drove 15 miles to the West Palm Police Station, walked in, told the desk sergeant he just killed uh, a guy named John Dykus, and then he wrote a confession. And in the confession, he said, "Quote: Finally, I just had enough." 
It'd be great if we just went back to this system of murder, <laughs> turn yourself in. Yeah, yeah, Seems yeah. Way easier. So, so what Vince is going to come back to is going to be a very strange. Yeah, why? Well, I, I assume Vin, there's nothing about what Vince found, but he must have come back and just. Be yeah. Like, well, this is not one guy's I, dead and one guy's gone. This is not how I left. Vince. And breakfast is ready. <laughs> Unbelievable! What great news! Oh my God, Canadian bacon. <laughs> So they arrest Vince also. Charlie and, and Vince are both Well, he's, he'll, be out, he'll be out in two days. We're out of bread, sir. We don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> he's a whale man. So Charlie pleaded not guilty. Uh, Vince gets out on Charlie a, pled not guilty? Yeah, I don't understand how you write that confession to murder and then go, but I didn't do it. I mean, if you're writing in a confession, well, I just had enough, you're done. Yeah, like, it's you're over. You're fucking done. Uh, Your Honor, uh, I still didn't kill him. Yeah, I mean, I was just, uh, you know... Up to up to here, up to my eyes. So, I, my uh, eyes. so I just I uh, killed him. I plead not guilty, Your Honor. That uh, is uh, shot him in the head. Completely innocent. I didn't do it. So I'm gonna find the fellow who did, though. It's me. Case closed. Not guilty. Uh, Charlie did regret killing him, but he told the reporter, "Quote, but what good does it do to cry about it?" <laughs> I mean, I guess not guilty, considering his emotional state, is the right plea, because it's, I mean, it's not how you plea, it's how do you feel. Not guilty. He, but he sounds like he would have rather have pled who gives a fuck. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Can I plead who gives a fuck, Your Honor? Uh, No, you cannot. Okay. Uh, What about, There's two uh, options, really. Any who's will be. No. And by the way, that one's copywritten, so back (laughs) off of that one right away. That is. Get the shirt. I've heard that from other people. Uh, so they have a trial, and at the trial, Charlie breaks down and cries during the testimony. And was prosecution like, this is really fun. <laughs> like, he confessed to it, he's crying, it's pretty much a layup. And then Vince testified, and he testified against his brother. Uh, Charlie said Vince had told him to leave the camp, and that he was shocked, but he agreed to, and that he didn't really remember the killing. And then Vince testifies, Dykus was doing all of his share of the work, and Charlie was the guy who was the slacker, Hmm. bad guy, lame, and the problem. Right. Charlie gets life in prison. At the sentencing, he told Vince he would come back and kill him. And then he told the judge the same thing. Okay. So that's... By the way, if you get life in prison, it's time to have a little fun on the way out of the court. No, if you get life in prison, it's a a free pass to say whatever you want. Say whatever you want. Anything you want. I'm going to kill that judge. I'm going to suck his neck blood. Okay, take him away. I will eat your guts, Your Honor. I will eat your guts. All right. I'm going to eat your guts. I'm going to love it. I'm going to video it. I'm going to send your family and say it's mm, spaghetti's the email subject. Okay, well, you're going to jail. Yeah, I'll eat you. I'll eat you and everyone important to you. Okay, go ahead and take him away. He is going to jail for life. Goodbye. Apparently you don't understand what... Bye, Cynthia. Life in jail. Sorry I spent most of the time talking about how I was going to eat the judge's neck stringy gutty pieces. Okay. I love my son, too. I really should have conceived this better. Take care. Uh, yeah. I'm gone. (laughs) (laughs) So Vince is now broke. He's 24. He's alone in Florida. Okay. He goes back to New Jersey for a little bit. Uh, he works on a farm, but then he's like, I like Florida. Uh, so he moves back okay. and he pitches camp on the origin of, I'm probably going to say this wrong, of the Luxahatchee River, right where the swamp feeds water into this big 
deep pool. It's about 100 yards wide. Okay. In my mind, I'm thinking Gilligan's Island. Sure, or sure. One guy, one guy, Vincent's Island. This is a nice... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the place, uh, it's the last place a motorboat can go Before on this, all. on this river. It, it, then, then you have to switch to a right. canoe or whatever. Right. Um, and then he changed his name. Okay. Keeps the last name. Still Nelson. Well, first but name. to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, he's picked the last name too. So first name Trapper. Trapper Nelson. Trapper Nelson. Now, okay. So <laughs> yeah. He should have gone with Keeper. Uh, <laughs> Trapper. I mean, you, I told you the story about how I want, like, I wanted to be called Spike when I was a kid. No, like, I know. legally wanted to change my name how to Spike. Were you? Like, seven. And yeah, I was, yeah. like, seven, eight. And I was furious when my mother told me no. And I was like, this is the more, bullshit. The more you go through history, the more you realize how awesome odd names are. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like yeah. Spike Reynolds. Yeah. Way Great better. name. Great, Great fucking name. name. Said I got stuck with Gareth. You changed it to Gary, and my life's been a name hell ever since. Well, that's your own. That's your own. You completely orchestrated uh, by you in every way. You're fighting against the tide. You did everything to bring that upon me. You're going to drown. You're fighting against the tide. I, it's really all you're doing. So. Okay, Spike. <laughs> the Depression is now on. Okay. Um, he made money spearing fish and selling them. Okay. Spear Nelson, way better. Yeah. Uh, you know, people were hungry, and they ate whatever they could catch. Okay. In this area. A friend quote, we ate manatee and sea turtle. The sea cow tasted like pork. Ugh. We ate sea turtle in steaks and soup. It was against the law, but we had to live. Right. Okay. Uh, so then Trapper, uh, in this little plot of land that he Trapper. is that he is set up on. Trapper he, Nelson. He plants a bunch of fruit trees, okay. including pineapples and oranges. I mean, it's tons of fruit trees. Sure. He built a very elaborate hand-pumped irrigation system. Okay. Sets traps all over. Author James Snyder, quote, his aim was to strike a sustainable balance of raccoon, otter, and bobcat. Okay. Possum and skunk came with the territory as well and would fetch lesser amounts. Gators, he would catch mainly for food at first. Trapper and Nelson ate everything from possum to catfish to gator meat. His favorite food was gopher tortoise stew. Oh, my God. Wow. A friend said he ate everything except for buzzards. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Um, gators, he, he sold this, he sold the skin for shoes and purses, uh-huh. um, for a raccoon pelt, he'd get $2 and 50 cents. That sounds about right. An alligator, $3, a worm free otter pelt up to $15. Have, we have all learned a lot about otter pelts, well, which is disturbing. I love Baby, a, this one's got worms too. <laughs> oh, they're all over you. God damn it. I love a nice, just worm-filled otter pelt. I like to know that the worms are... I like. It's called a worm jacket. That's right. And I, it's a warmer coat for the well, winter. Well, you, you put them on and they scratch you. It's like a... Oh, it's great. I love it when they go through your skin and treat it like dirt. I call it a living jacket. It's awesome. It is lovely. Look at my back. It's like a it's golf great. course for yeah. tiny balls. It's upsetting. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he also caught and sold rare animals to zoos. Like, he would catch panthers and... Sure. I mean, it, wasn't, it didn't happen a lot, but he, he would. Right. Must be tough to not eat them. Uh, he built a pit for alligators and another one for poisonous snakes. 
to trap them or to just just have them around? I guess. Okay, sure. I mean, the poisonous snakes—you're going to want a pit of that. Uh, you don't want them running around. No, no, you for want sure. In a pit. Yes, and you don't get rid of them. You keep them near you in, in some sort of hole. Exactly, because yeah. we all know they can't. That's the best thing to do. Yes. What could go wrong? Uh, nothing. Uh, Vince testified. Sorry, trapper. Uh, sorry, I moved everything down. Uh, I was going to say you went back to um, Vince. So people start hearing, right? Word is out that there's a Tarzan-like guy living in the jungle. Well, and we're off. <laughs> and we're off. <laughs> so, oh, society, uh, what will you do now? <laughs> what weird shit? Tarzan's really popular at the time. <laughs> oh, this is good. Okay. So people are like, let's go get a look at the Tarzan guy. So they get in boats, and they're going up to see him at the camp. Now, he had a flock of guinea fowl that lived in a tree near his dock. And so whenever they started screeching. <laughs> Trapper understands. Yeah. <laughs> he knew people He's were He's one of the, I mean, he is a little Tarzan. Yeah, it they, sounds like. It's a doorbell. Yeah, right. Hey. Uh, and then he'd come out in his outfit. Being hunting boots, okay, shorts, all right, and a pith hat. Okie dokie. <laughs> so, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, he's. I guess he's checking the boxes. That would be. Oh, I get to see it. Oh my god. Jeez. I mean, I would go check out this person. It, yeah, I mean, he is. Yeah, why not? I mean. He's our he, crocodile Dundee. Here's the here's the pith hat. Um, oh, uh, he sometimes wore a bandana instead of the pith hat. But okay. there he is in the pith hat. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's odd because it's seeing a it now, it feels like pith hats do need shirts. Now that I see but it, but look I how guess. look how ripped he is. He is ripped. He's ripped. Ripped. He's got the he's got the the things. What do you call these down on the side? Oh yeah, yeah. He's got those little like pistol abs. Yeah, the yeah. pistol ab thing is not like he's he's like there, there's dudes that pay tons of money at the gym to look like that. Yeah, like, and all you need to do is just put your brother in jail and have birds be your doorbell. <laughs> pretty straightforward. <laughs> that's, that's how you get your abs. Oh, no, it's very straightforward. Yeah. So, uh, so that's what he that's what he comes out as. Vince is he's very good looking. Uh huh. Very good looking. Sure. But he smelled from all the killing and, and whatnot. Sure, right, of course. He he, he built he he kept his clean clothes in a separate building. Oh, that's how you know you stink when you have a different abode for the wardrobe. That's how you know you have bo. Oh, I should probably build another building. For well, uh, if I'm gonna have to change, it's gonna take a little while. I got to go to my other property. That's where I keep my clothes. I keep them in the non-death smelling hut. You smell me right now, right? Uh, yeah, from it's nine, quite pungent, isn't it's it? Terrible. You it's smell tough. like a dead thing. Well, I've been rolling around in seawater with wild animals all day, yeah. so it's not good. But um, what I would suggest is give me twenty minutes. Okay. I'll go through my proper procedure, uh -huh. and then I'll go to the house that doesn't smell like me, uh -huh. and I'll put on some clothes. What about bathing? Uh, I'll be bathing once I go into the house where my clothes are because I don't want them to stink. But I want to be clear. I'm not bathing for any other reason than I need to keep that apartment sterilized completely. Have you thought about just not constantly killing animals so you don't smell like death? I've thought about it, but that would really change my lifestyle. Other people have suggested maybe a fragrance or something like that. But again, I think that would worry the animals. I'm trying to get uh, my pheromones give off. Well, it is pungent and strong and no, no, extreme. It's pungent. Yeah. 
Uh, it, for nature, it's great. I mean, that's how you get the birds to obey you, the alligators to stay in their pits, uh -huh. and the... You want to rip? Nope. I, you know, some people say that you could find the spirit molecule if you smell my armpit. I don't want to do that. Give a rip. I don't Take want a couple to. puffs. There you go. Lay down. Lay down. Lay down. Oh, lay down. Let it, Let it happen. Let it happen. Diarrhea. This is B.O. Ayahuasca. Lay down. Lay oh, down. Have the vision. Shh. Take the trip. If you see a dragon with keys, take the keys. Go to the dungeon. Open the door. You have to get a golden cube. You have to get a golden cube. I only see darkness. Smell again. Take another rip, boy. You'll finish the mission proper. Oh, God. That's your boss. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I really want you to find this golden cube. Get under there. Get under the undercarriage. Sniff the taint, lad. Find the golden cube. Aaron, you okay with all that yelling? <laughs> That's him. That's him. Yeah. And the guy on the left, the left is a... He was like a teenager, so teenagers would hang out there. That's always a cool guy. And, and they would you like, always, when a grown-up hangs out with kids, I'm always like, this guy's cool. Well, all the kids, like, they liked it because he was like, he liked the kids to hang out and jump and swim in the water, and like, sure. you know, the kids would have like competitions who would go up the highest, and like, it was just like a place that people, anyway, whatever. Yeah. And there would be some scrutiny today. Um, so, he, James Snyder, quote, when author James Snyder, he wrote a book about him, uh, quote, when dogs got downwind of him, they could catch the scent of wildcat and bark themselves hoarse, which embarrassed both Trapper and the dog owners. So. So he just smelled he like. He smelled so much like an animal. Dogs were like, we found one. Yeah. He's like, no, that's me, boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, he's very friendly. Everyone likes him. He would show off his animals. Like I said, he had the he he had a barrel filled with rattlesnakes as well as the pit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so that's just a rattlesnake. That's just a pure rattlesnake barrel, and then he's got the snake pit. Sure. So sure, a uh, to go. He gets up every morning, and the first thing he does for exercise is chop firewood. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He had to get a custom made axe because his hands are so huge that he would break axe handles of normal axes. He would have accidents. <laughs> Um, wait, so I, I don't understand the hand, his, his hands are so big that. Uh, and probably he's just so strong, massive and strong, right. but whatever it is about the handle, he, it, cause it comes up more than once that his hands are gigantic. So he's just smashing. So whatever. Axes. Yeah. So he's smashing axes. Okay. Um, so he's a bit of a bunion. He would drink water right out of the river. He would just walk over and put his face in they it. They say you're it. supposed to. Yeah. yeah. That's where the. Any of those parasites, they're not dangerous. River not parasites. at all. Uh, and animals just follow him around. So he's got dogs that follow him around. There's raccoons that follow him around. So it's just like a little, you know, mm -hmm. it's an interesting situation. It's, it's an interesting situation. Now, people start coming to see him, and he would drape a big indigo snake around his neck, mm -hmm. which I think I had a picture of. Did I show you that? No. You didn't show me the indigo snake that um, was around his neck. Does that come from the barrel or the pit? Do we know? Oh, I don't think I have it around his neck. I just show you the picture of him with it. Uh, Holding it. Oh, okay. Um, no, that, I don't think an indigo is uh, poisonous. I might be wrong. Someone's going to... For sure. It was a live snake he would put around his neck? Yeah, yeah, it's a live snake. Yeah, Different yeah. different than what I was picturing. Um, people would come up and... Um, to see him now, people that come up in boats, and they'd, and they'd bring, um, like, a picnic, and then he'd eat great. their food. That's great. 
They, I want. I wouldn't mind getting there. They, they would be like, "Hey, do you want a sandwich?" And they would eat the whole sandwich. Like right. he was like, yeah. he would just devour everything. Right. He's Yogi Bear. Yeah, he's Yogi Bear. Hey, this picnic basket's empty. I have no idea what I did. Eh? But then he starts to he says he all these people are coming. So. Oh wow! Oh, there is a snake there. Oh, he's got a bobcat. He's got, he's holding a bobcat in the Jesus position. Yeah, that's right. That's how they come. That's. <laughs> That's the Jesus Bobcat. Yeah, that's how they're made. I died for your sins. You'll never hear the end of it. Um, that's funny. He's got like a dealer hat on because mm-hmm. he also loved to gamble. Um, yeah, well, so, that's crap. Train craps will do that to you. Anyway, uh, he realizes these people want to come see him. He goes, there's got to be some money in this Tarzan thing. Mm-hmm. So um, there are some school teachers that boarded with John and Bessie Dubois, who were the people at the restaurant talked about the pie. Yep. Um, so he would go there and eat once in a while. Quote, sure. he would order a pie and he'd eat the whole thing right in front of me. So he would just sit down and eat a whole fucking pie all the time. Sure. But I mean, when you like when your work is what his like, you can just you're eat hung- anything. And you're and honestly, if all it, yeah. it's like if you're constantly working out, you just eat tons. Yes. You just do. Yes. Um, but so he started yeah, helping remember hearing Michael Phelps Olympic diet. Yes. Whereas like That's you're crazy. like I think you got the like number wrong. Like, no, seconds. he eats like eight thousand calories a day yeah, yeah. of McDonald's. You're yeah. like what? Um, so he he starts helping the teachers that board with the Dubois with grade math papers at night. He's, he's really grading math papers yeah. at night. He's really great at math. So these are all A's. I don't know math so much. <laughs> I left school at eighth grade. <laughs> It's probably because they were ladies, and he he wants to be around the ladies, but he's quote painfully awkward around the ladies. Yeah, but he's because he's used to like he. I mean, you know, he's like his life is animals. Yeah, his life is. Animals. It's why farmers only got yeah. created. That's like, right. That's exactly why farmers only yeah, got created. Because like, people are like, uh, I'm talking to cows all day. I don't know how to relate to a female. So so, how's your corn crop this year, <laughs> ma'am? Uh, that's I, don't not, have I live corn. like near a. Mo- Do you expect a lot of harvest? No, I, I I work in a Arby's. Oh, uh, you have the meats. Yes, we have the meats. I, on my farm, also acquire multiple meats, but it is before they are killed and cut. I um, Okay. Sex would be something I'm for. I'm running. Okay. Yeah, I'm I've, yeah, running far, fast now. Farewell. Yes. Take care. Okay. Well... That's why I don't come to town. Yes. Yeah. So a local fishing boat starts bringing tourists up there to see him, get a look. Okay. People on vacation. Boy Boy Scout groups start making the trip up there in 1937 and, like, staying for a couple days. It's like, you know, Boy Scouts get away. Sure. Um, And then the next year, Trapper builds cages and puts animals in them. Okay. And he makes a sign that reads, Trapper Nelson's Jungle Zoo and Garden. Here we go. Uh, and now he puts in a docking fee and an admission fee. Okay. He has the alligator pits. So the capitalist snake bit him. That's right. He has alligator pits. He sells tortoise shells. Okay. He sells pineapples and fruits. Uh-huh. He sells orchids. Like, uh, he's got a whole sure. thing going on. A- he Kids would come and he would wrap the indigo snake around the kid's neck as part of a show, like right. show and tell or whatever. He basically has an operating zoo. Right. A guy who went there as a child said, quote, I can still remember people buying baby alligators in little boxes made out of palmetto leaves. 
Can we just take a moment of <laughs> silence for the genocide of baby gators who clearly uh, are no longer with us? And I mean, imagine giving a child a baby alligator. Then what? Then where does the story go? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I is, mean, cool beginning. Yeah. Terrible ending. Oh, but there's yeah, there's no doubt that like I mean, you know, it's it's not a gerbil. These things grow. Oh, so they grow quickly. You'd yeah. be like, bye. It's the same thing like when people would get, like, monkeys. You'd be like, yeah. yeah, okay, now what? Now what? You had your fun. Yeah. Now you got a wild animal in your home. Yeah. Uh, he, he built a driveway using sand for people to drive in. Um, there are some people running over snakes that he had to put up a sign that said, attention, don't run over snakes. Okay, wow. People are like, there's a lot of speed bumps to get on this property. Well, people would see the snakes and purposely run oh, over Oh, it's them. hilarious. Let's <laughs> kill all these animals. <laughs> Nature's ours for the taking. <laughs> So he's always putting on a show. A girl was visiting when Trapper saw a large alligator swimming by the dock. He didn't say anything. He just jumped in the water and then rode the alligator until it was able to break free. Wait. He, wait. There's an alligator swimming by the dock. Yes. Is it swimming? I mean, what is it sure. called? I guess it's swimming. Yes. He jumps on the alligator's back and then just rides it until the alligator is able to get away. Until a uh, get away from what? Him. Oh, okay. He I wrote, thought he wrote so the alligator, and he was basically saving the woman from. No, he was no. putting on a show. He's showing her. There's that, no, no one's hey, in danger. I can ride alligators. I can ride. I'm an alligator rider. Right. Sure. Okay. Ladies love that. No, no, I know. That's how I met my third wife. Yeah. Another teen, Jim Carr, would later write, "Quote: I was talking to him up by the alligator pit when we heard shouts from the pool of alligator." As those in the Where water... Where in your pit of them? There's a bunch of them right there. Oh, right, the pit. Sorry. As those in the water frantically swam toward the dock, Trapper knocked off his pith helmet, ran to the dock, and dove in. You know it's serious when the pith helmet's on. When the pith helmet comes off, it's business time. He surfaced just behind the gator, grabbed its tail, pulled it toward him, grabbed its snout, and clamped it shut with his big hand. With much thrashing and splashing, he manhandled it to the shore and carried it and lowered it into the gator pit. Wow, that is not easy to do. That is fucking crazy. It's crazy. That's it's crazy. All crazy. It's crazy. It's completely crazy. <laughs> the gator's like, I mean, the what truth, the fuck is happening? Well, the truth is it's like alligators, while they are so dangerous, they do have a cut. Like, it's not like... I'm not saying I could do anything to stop an alligator attack. Well, they got two things. They, they got the tail, the tail and they got the mouth. And the mouth. And the tail, it's like if you pull their tail, they're like, what the hell's going on yeah. here? This isn't how we do and things. And then if you just hold their mouth shut, they're like. <laughs> but still, impossible. It, yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's not what you would do. Um, kids started bringing him small animals. Oh, good. So he's missing the tip of his thumb when tell kids, quote, one time a boy brought me a rattlesnake in a sack. And when I reached in to grab it by the neck, I missed and it bit me right there. So you tell kids that. Okay. He said it had to be cut off. But witnesses who were there said he had sliced. He did get bit that way, but then he sliced it open and sucked the venom out. And then he kept talking to the kids. So he was doing like a show thing. Excuse me, kids. I don't want to interrupt. Let me just take a quick rip of this venom. <laughs> anyway, nature is intoxicating. But after a little while, he became lightheaded and started falling over. Good, and, well, I guess uh, drinking it isn't the right idea either. I can't drive a better bit of venom. 
they rushed him to the hospital uh, where he where he was for <laughs> where six Where the doctor days. needed to hear the story five more times. <laughs> he was there for six days. Six days. No one knows why the thumb tip was cut off. It could have been something else, but that was his story. Sure. Um, by 1940, the rich people who stayed at the Jupiter Island Club started hearing about Trapper. Oh, have you heard about this guy? <laughs> He's wonderful. He's unbelievable. He's Nobody. basically an unkempt ape man who lives in the middle of nowhere. He's got a sandy driveway with a bunch of snakes. I was telling Darcy, we've got to head up there. <laughs> you know, you've got to see things like this when they're about, you know. <laughs> I love nature just as long as I don't have to be around it. <laughs> no, keep me on the boat. <laughs> 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 the founder of the club started bringing boatloads of people up. Uh, the founder's son, quote, there he'd be in his shorts and pith helmet, usually with a couple of black snakes draped around him. So it's exactly what they wanted to see. Right. So, But he also knows, you think he knows they're coming? Or is yes. This, okay. He yes. knows. Okay. Um, now, these are fancy people. The club owner would entertain guests like Catherine Hepburn, mm-hmm. uh, the heavyweight champ. I love all your alligators. <laughs> I love your snakes, too. <laughs> also, heavyweight champ Gene Tooney. Now, have you got these animals? Did you need me to box? <laughs> Let's, can we punch a snake or whatever? Maybe I'll go in there and beat up the water. Hey, this is good practice, right? We hit the, we hit the alligators? Yeah, I'm going to go over there and beat up a beat. Uh, I'm going to snake pit and punch a bunch of them. All right, champ. All right. Oh, God, all right. Put, put the blanket over him. Champ's not ready to talk oh, anymore. I'm here, if we put the blanket over, he thinks it's night and he goes to bed. Sleepy. There we go. It's nighttime out here. Tooney said Trapper's hands were, quote, that his own hands were, quote, like a lady's alongside Trapper's. Okay. So he's talking about a heavyweight champ. So many rings and bracelets. I don't know what it is. Every time I put it right near there, it just, look at the nails. So now fancy people are talking about this guy. Trapper living in Florida in the jungle in New York, London, Paris. Sure. It's like he's like a You've thing. You've got to get the look at this guy. He's in the middle of nowhere. Doesn't even give a shit. Huh? He's a wonderful, wonderful. He's thing. unbelievable. Mm. He's eating all the things we find delicacies, you know? Weird eggs. Oh, oh, oh. Get theirs, huh? What want we eat, huh? It didn't hurt that he wrestled alligators and was super good looking. Right. And read every day the Wall Street Journal. Oh, he do, what? Who is every this day guy? he read the Wall Street Journal? What the hell is going on? Well, he noticed there was development happening in still, real estate stuff. So he if you open your own like weird menagerie, you're not normally the guy who's like, I don't know where the stonks. <laughs> What's the S and P doing? <laughs> so the ladies are super into Trapper. Some ladies, uh, like President Monroe's, like great-granddaughter or something, like, they would cruise up there and stay with him for a couple days. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. They always said she came back with a smile on her face, meaning... He showed me the special stuff. She got a raccoon, you know what I mean? Trapper's camp became a place that local teens could make money. Okay. So they would sell him fish for two cents a pound. Young Lewis Freeman found an albino possum that that he, he quickly bought... Glenn Mayo sold him rattlesnakes for a buck a foot. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah. Just like Joanne Fabrics. <laughs> Ellis Roebuck sold him turtles for 25 cents each, which he ate. He did other stuff, but he ate, he ate the turtles. I'm not crazy about this turtle diet wrinkle. Yeah. Bessie Dubois, quote, 
He got so he couldn't eat regular food anymore. I mean, he was so darn used to raw possum and such that his palate raw, couldn't take much sashimi. else. <laughs> raw it's, possum. It doesn't. It just doesn't seem like the animal you want to be eating raw. I just. It's not that you'd want to be eating any. Anything raw. There, there's this thing there's, in Wisconsin. I forget exactly what it is, but it's like they every year the they cheese have. Cheese house. <laughs> Every year they have to put out a reminder that you should not be eating raw ground beef and in no. sandwiches. But people in Wisconsin are like, I was raised on it. It's good stuff. People are just eating like raw beef. What? Yeah. Yeah. How? I, you know. You know how, you know how this country is. Again, uh, what are we going to do? It's just, this is it. This is it. This is where we live. Christ. Just lean in. It's over. (laughs) You don't have much time. The casino's closing. Just have some fucking fun with the house money. In 1938, a boxing promoter uh, from nearby, uh, he was also a fight reporter, he came to Trapper with a fight offer. Okay. Soon a fight was being promoted between the wild man of the Loxahatchee. We want your odor to fight deodorant. (laughs) Of the Loxahatchee and an old Texas, Texas boxer named Tiger Long. Okay. The Palm Beach Post called Trapper a half mountain man and half Mr. America. Okay. They wrote fake stories about him running barefoot to West Palm Beach every day for training. Mm-hmm. In, in reality, he was just punching a, a flower sack filled with sand near his cabin. I would take that story. Yeah. I mean, I don't that's know a good story. To, yeah, you don't need to do too much. Uh, the fight turned out to be very quick. Quote, he fainted once with his left hand, and when Trapper dropped his glove, the guy popped him right on the button. Trapper was knocked out and retired from boxing. He dropped, I mean, what boxer's first move is to lose the glove? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I don't think he lost the oh, glove. Oh, he didn't? He just dropped his glove. He put his glove down. Oh, he dropped, oh, okay, yeah. I get you. I thought, <laughs> I thought it slipped off, and you're like, hey, I thought these were tied up. Uh, so Trapper started having trouble with a neighbor named H.J. Hardy Miller. Uh, he was getting more and more upset that cars and hikers were crossing his land to get to Trapper's Zoo. Sure. He's like, I didn't, I didn't know right. I, my neighbor was going to be a zoo guy. Yeah, I'm out in the jungle. I didn't realize there'd be a zoo guy. <laughs> <laughs> On top of that, some of Hardy's goats kept getting trapped in Trapper's snares. Sure. So Hardy blocked a bridge that led to Trapper's place with logs. Okay. I love the old timey thwarting uh, is just like when, you know, logs. Yeah. Logs will do it. Good luck to you and your goddamn cars. I've got lumber in my corner. Well, it looks like someone logged up your bridge. What you gonna do now, Trapper? Checkmate. Logs. Trapper removes the logs. Oh, damn it. I forgot you could move. I. The fatal flaw was... I could move it there, but never thought about it being removed. You can move it both ways. Lover. Yeah, yeah, they go, yeah. It's movable for all parties. Yeah, they don't get stuck there. They take them right out. They are movable. Yes. So after that, Hardy put up a barbed wire fence across his property, yeah. but then Trapper removed that. Yeah. Turns out fence is very similar to lumber, can also be moved. Then he put a huge pile of palmetto roots. Good luck with this. What are you going to do? Move it? (laughs) I don't think so. He moved it. Oh, damn it. What can't he move that I can move? So Hardy set the bridge on fire. Aha! Ye can't go backwards and undo fire. (laughs) Trapper asked the county to fix it. They refused. So he fixed the bridge as best he could. And then soon after... 
there was a massive explosion that shook houses six miles away in Jupiter. <laughs> Hardy's goat house had been blown up. Parts of goat were all over the place. Ah, uh, oh, well. So uh, <laughs> Hardy goes and gets the sheriff's deputies and uh, shows them the crime scene. So if you look around here, you'll see a lot of goat heads, legs, and inside pieces. Again, this is all... I believe relative to the explosion. Uh, it now, seems all related. And uh, now, I'm not a goat man, but could it have been a goat fart? Uh, a goat what? Fart. A goat farting, you think, did all yes. this? No. Yeah, that's right. No, clearly not. I mean, that's why some of them are charred. Hmm. There was an explosion. I saw it. There's no two ways about it. Could they have done it? In the, did, did the goats have uh, I could, explosive, a plastic explosive? I'll they stop you right now. Of, uh, These are goats. They are not mm-hmm. well, made I know of... They, I know they like to eat anything. Sure, but that doesn't mean they're explosive. They're not fireworks. These are goats. Did you did you feed them dynamite? I this? did not. I fed that. Look, the, you're trying to find out why they exploded on my end makes no sense. I would not explode the goats. They were I, my goats. I'm just saying. It looks by the way the goats. I feed it them. looks like the the way the goats are blown up. It looks like the explosives may have been inside of them. Yeah, that's what really I was just about in, to say. It looks many, like maybe one of your goats was a bomb with fur. Yes, or whatever it is that they have on it. What yeah, is it? Wool? Hair, hairy fur. Hair, yeah, I guess hair'd probably be. Yeah. Like well, hair. I'm telling you that I did not light any goats on fire. No goats. There's no goat bomb. This is simply. Is I there, would be great if you went and interviewed Trapper, the guy who's insane, who lives next door, whose bridge I burned down. Sure. Well, I tell you, when you said goat bomb, my my, my mind really got a uh, cranking, and I'm gonna have to look into goat bombs. Great, good, great work. Well. They can explode. No, I've been so clear with you that that. Well, you did say goat bomb, which is not he a phrase made a I had go- heard He before. blew up my goats. He blew my goats up. This man next door named Trapper with catcher's mitts for hands blew my goats up because I burned his bridge because I hate him. Now, are you talking about Tarzan? Yes, yes, Trapper, Tarzan, everybody, Vince. Everybody loves Tarzan. I'm aware. God damn it. Okay, we'll see you later. I don't think you should be going. (laughs) So Trapper is arrested on suspicion of using dynamite illegally. We're going to need to get elephant handcuffs. (laughs) And he's put in jail. But then sheriffs look for evidence. They search his place. They they can't find any evidence. Look, we can't find any evidence. Plus, we're out of cheese. We got to let him go. He... (laughs) He goes to trial, and they find him not guilty. Of There's course. just no proof whatsoever. Right. Right. So, I mean, and, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you be like, the proof is duh. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> Chopper starts buying land. Uh, it's very cheap, less than $10 an acre. Oh, man. Swampland is going for 2 or $3. During the Depression, people couldn't pay the taxes, so yeah. they had to sell their land. Yeah, yeah. And he's just amassing tons of land. This is what we call our business model in this country. (laughs) That's right. He was friends with the judge who sentenced his brother to life in prison now. Of course he's friends with that guy. You know, we should keep in touch. (laughs) It's not great, but let's keep in touch. The judge was one of his fishing buddies. Um, He came up and played in a regular Saturday night poker game at Trappers. Trapper wouldn't play in the game. He was like the house what a weird role. To, it's like showing up to a pickup game and being I, like, I'll ref. It's, I know. It I'll, ref, I'll be the ref. I got a whistle. I'm cool. Um, a bunch of legal types from the, the courtroom and court, uh, they would come up to his place and play on Saturdays. Man. Um, so 
a lot of people think Judge Chillingworth gave him land. He also would compete with Chillingworth to buy land. Like, there were two guys trying to buy up a bunch of land. His brother better never find out about this. Related. He yeah, already wants to it. kill them both. Yeah. Uh, World War II breaks out, and Trapper wants to avoid the draft and being having to go to war. And he thought he found a way when he met Lucille G. <clears throat> he thought marrying would keep him from being drafted. Well, I mean, it's like, pick a war. (laughs) (laughs) Now, a lot of friends, a lot of his friends did not like Lucille because they thought she was after his mom. Did anyone say, like, hey, just because you're married doesn't mean you won't be drafted. Nobody jumped in ever with the Apparently no one. No, it's not that. No. It's not how it works. Yeah. Uh, So he gets drafted in 1942. (laughs) Boy, I'm married. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) In the military, he was reprimanded for cutting his military trousers into shorts. <laughs> oh, man, come on. You got Ape Man here. He's not going to listen. <laughs> I can't confine these thighs. I mean, of all the meticulousness you feel when you hit, when you get like into basic training, the next day to be like, I'm going to turn my pants into shorts. It's like they're, they're not wired to fathom what they probably didn't notice. They're probably like, we can't actually see what he did. It's so egregious. Our, we are unable to fathom and process what he's done. Now, Lucia was supposed to take care of the oh, camp no, and animals. What the hell? Yeah, but. It's not like your neighbor's fish. Locals said she was mainly focused on entertaining men from Camp Murphy, which was nearby. <laughs> so she's just fucking all the soldiers. Jesus Christ, she's supposed to be feeding the animals. Now, I'm not sure where Trapper, Trapper was, but he got hurt exercising, and, um, and then they sent him to Camp Murphy. So he's, now he's nearby. I just had sex with my wife, but she said it was cheating. <laughs> but when he when he gets sent to Camp Murphy, Lucille's gone. He finds out she's gone. And just has left the animal. She left. She ran off with an army colonel. Um, so Trapper keeps going AWOL to yeah. go take care of his animals. Which is, yeah. And so he keeps getting in trouble. Um, the army then, like, they see value in him. Like, he is a jungle dude. They see value as far as him being a soldier or uh, some other... No, like a jungle guy. They see value in whatever he is. B- but meaning they feel like because of his name and his notoriety, he's good for the army? Or yeah, like there's so. another play here? Well, I think they think he's good for the army, but they also think like this guy knows the jungle. He knows right. things that normal soldiers don't. Okay, right. Yeah, right. We've got Tarzan. You can wear shorts now, ape boy. <laughs> so It's fine. <laughs> They create a whole new job for Trapper that's never been before. It's MP Scout, military police scout. So for the rest of his time in the army, he is he is outside the base around it looking for spies near the base. That's his like seems like a really loophole job. It's super loophole and weird. Like, they didn't know, like, they recognized, like, he had a value, but they had no application for it, so they were like, you will find, <laughs> find spies that aren't there. Animal spies. <laughs> See if any of the birds are trying to figure out what's going on with us. So, um, <laughs> he eventually gets out of the army, and so now, every, I don't know if he was doing this while he was in the military after, but anyway, this is now what his zoo camp place is. Is, is. Two guest cabins, a 100-foot-long boathouse. We're going to go stay in the zoo. 
a diving board, three rowboats for rent, a new parking lot, a metal-roofed chicky hunt. A chicky hunt? A chicky hunt is like the... Chicky hut. A chicky... Oh, yeah, hut. So okay. what I say? Hunt. hunt. Okay, I was like, yeah, chicky, kill him. Chicky hut. That's... It's the, like, grass-covered roof thing that okay. you see. In, yep. Yeah. Um, and a pistol range, in yep. case you want to do some shooting. Sure. Okay, so he has now full-on... Now he's got a full... It's full, a thing. It, it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, Boy Scouts would come and stay above the Chicky Hut at night, mm-hmm. like a area up there. Sure. He would take the ladder away so they couldn't get out and sneak around at night. Okay, great. So your, your boys are just... Not a fire hazard. No, not at all. No, and certainly, yeah. I mean, you know how kids are. They never change their minds. Um, it'd get, still, every morning, he'd get up and chop firewood. Now, that meant he was creating tons of firewood that was not being used. So it was purely an exercise. For him. Well, you could buy firewood. Sure. And I'm sure he used a little bit, but he was making more than was being sold and used. It's just not often that you hear someone's producing too much firewood. So... After a while, he had such a massive pile of firewood, someone called it, quote, a freight train without wheels. Okay. So there is just a massive... There's, two, there's a wood problem. He's got to start putting them together. <laughs> is this um, how Lincoln Logs started? This is exactly how it started. So uh, alligators now became a protected species because their population was in decline because people were doing stuff like giving away babies and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragging boxes. them out of the water and riding them. <laughs> yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, right, yeah. Keeping them in pits. Yeah, having pits. Uh, so Trapper now spent time trying to get gators to come and hang around his riverbank so tourists would see them. Like, he would hang possums from trees so they He's would know that bribing. there was food there right. to eat. right. For visitor excitement, he would sometimes cut off the head of a gopher tortoise, drink its blood, and then lecture about how great uh, wildlife nutrition was. <laughs> If I go anywhere and the person who I've paid admission to is vampiring blood out of an animal, I'm calling it. No, it's like a jungle Ozzy Osbourne. He's fucking uh, biting tortoise heads off. That's right. It's just delicious tortoise heads. It's uh, lovely. It's just it's like, what kid wants to see that? Hey, so um, I'm going to take my son home now. Uh, this is crazy and not what we wanted. So I'll see you later, guy. What the fuck just happened over here? What if he ate the head or spit it out? Oh, any, I mean, no matter what, like just someone drinking blood. Imagine just watching someone just drink blood. I just don't. This is a problem. What? No. No. He had uh, one gator that he really liked named Stumpy. Stumpy was missing a foot, and a lot of his tail had been bitten off by another gator. Probably by Trapper. Uh, I ate his tail. Uh, one time, Stumpy went missing, and so Trapper spent days hunting him down to get him to come back. Come here, boy. <laughs> come home. Come home. The wealthy and famous people were still coming. Yeah. The 1940 GOP presidential candidate Wendell Wilkie came, Gary Cooper, DuPonts, Kennedys. Like, it's the, the, the top of the top yeah. are coming. That's amazing. It's DuPonts. Yeah. Uh, all the locals were gossiping about ladies who went upriver and spent the weekend with Tarzan. In the 1950s, he's just, he's hustling. He's shipping animals to zoos and wholesalers. He's selling pelts to Sears Roebuck. He sold mail-order orchids. He grew sugar cane and would sell pieces to visitors. He'd rent rowboats. 
fishing poles. You could buy baby alligators and raccoons and firewood. You can still buy <laughs> like baby alligators. Yeah, firewood for sure. I'll give you firewood. Can I get... Uh, I'll pay you to take firewood. Can I get uh, just a uh, 10 bucks of firewood and uh-huh. three raccoons? Yep. And uh, I guess... Any baby gators? You want to think of baby Yeah, gator? throw out a couple of baby gators. All right, for here to go? Oh, that'll be to go. All right, that'll be 9.15. Pull it onto the second window. <laughs> so, during a poker game he was hosting, Trapper was losing, and he got up from the table and walked out the back door and returned with a handful of crumpled up dirty bills. He told a friend, quote, oh, I've got money hidden all over my pineapple patch. <laughs> It's very Has it ever been said? Is that like there's there's certain sentences that you're like I don't know if it's ever been said. Like just, I just don't think it's ever been said before. He's just burying it in the dirt. He's just got. Yeah. Do- he's just. Not, he's not like putting it in bags. It's or like a dog with bones. <laughs> he just literally has like replicated animal behavior on a level where his bank is just holes in his pineapple area. Uh, um, <laughs> he did help sick or er, injured animals. How much is it? Eight fi- I'll be right back. Hold on, I gotta go find three holes. <laughs> There's ten, two dollars. That's two dollars. Two fifty. Um, he would help sick and injured animals if they needed surgery. He would do it himself. He would also use anesthesia. Um, he sold skunks for pets after removing their scent glands. Oh, that's the that's horror. That I've heard of shit like that. Yeah. That to me is so messed up. Um, this all. This By the way, all... this guy should not be removed. Like, should not be the stink judge of anyone. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so all, all went pretty good until about 1960. The population on Jupiter had tripled between 1945 and 1960. Uh, it's being areas being developed. There's oceanfront condos, there's gated golf communities, and suddenly he starts having issues. Um, as hard if, to find animals, I'm guessing? Well, as if someone wanted him off the land. Oh, okay. First came government regulators. Hmm. One made him get a 10,000 security bond to keep poisonous snakes. Okay. I'm going to go have to look through the pineapple area for a little while to get that money. Then they had uh, then they had him pay sales tax on visitors' fees, and then health inspectors came <laughs> and told him um, our heads are blowing up, <laughs> so we're just trying to keep our brains in our bodies. Sorry, where do you drink the blood? Uh, over there, over there. But man, I'll just let it run down me, and then people can lick it off me for a nickel. Okay. Yeah, and there's blood everywhere. Uh, uh, this is the gut pile. This it varies. I mean, some of these guts are three months old, some are two months old. Hey. Do any of you fancy some fresh fish? Oh. It's right here. Just put I put the fish in the chicken area. See okay. all you got the, all these chicken breasts? That's where I yeah. keep the fish. Okay. So there's a bunch of fish there. Okay. Uh, what oh, is uh, the... you want a piece of gum? Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. That's a skunk stink maker, fool. <laughs> you almost ate a stink from a skunk. <laughs> what is this pile of possums here? That's just possum. It's pretty straightforward. It's a pile of possums. What's your question? What are they for? Well, they're just a pile of possums. What do you mean? What's it okay, for? Okay, no, I was Just wasn't a pile sure. of possums. Okay. I mean, for whatever. What do you need a possum? What do you need a possum oh, body for? I don't. Well, you eat it raw. Um, you eat the possum raw. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like steak tartare, but no. it's possum tartare. But it's... I'm throwing up in my throw-up. Oh, whoa, do that in the throw-up pile. I keep all, <laughs> all throw-up right there. Do that. I use it for the slip and slide. I let the kids go down through the throw up, slip and slide, and then they go into the gut pile. Oh, this is like Action Park. Yeah, I mean, to each their own, but I call it Gut Island. <laughs> so, 
The health inspectors come and they say the outhouses he had weren't good enough. <laughs> so, oh, and he doesn't. Can you have... imagine someone saying, "Yeah, your outhouse isn't up to code. <laughs> your shit box doesn't work for us." Uh, so, he, he doesn't have running water, but he installs concrete bathrooms with running water. So I mean, he, he literally. He, he is legit. He he. I mean, yeah. I don't know how he did that. It's like, not easy. That to do is, that. it's a project. I mean, that is really, yes, absolutely crazy. Yes, yes. To figure out plumbing, I mean, as a novice or not, is yeah, fairly remarkable. Um, so, uh, but but the toilets run on blood. The t- <laughs> These are blood rooms. <laughs> there was a picture. I wish I could find the picture of the bathrooms, but there is a picture of the bathrooms, but I can't find okay. it right now. But they're they're like it's crazy. Like that guy actually built that. Like okay. that's fucking nuts. Um, so obviously they're sticking it to him, right? Yeah, right. Like they're, they're coming after him. Right. Uh, so when he's done building the bathrooms, the health inspector comes out and says, well, those aren't good enough. Hmm. And then they go, oh, and your system for getting rid of animal shit isn't good enough. And he would basically every morning hose the cages down and right. like, which is basically what they do. I don't know. Go to a, like, bring a health inspector to a zoo. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. There's health is- well, it's a lot of, pro- a lot of feces here. I found, <laughs> I don't know what that's from. And more people, more and more people are coming, but now sometimes not the ones he wanted. Uh-huh. Author uh, Snyder quote, gangs of teenage boys would foul his traps and sneak up at night and taunt the legend of the Luxahatchee with some sort of right of manhood. So they were, you know, they were having the teenage boys like, go do this, Have fuck fun. with them this way. And he's now over 50. Right. And he's still muscly, but he's got a gut. He's yeah. got a, he's working a dad bod sure. now. It's not the same old yeah. dude. Yes. He started changing his route and days when he would go to town to throw off vandals and robbers. Wow. Bessie Dubois, quote, I think a lot of trouble had to do with him deciding to rent out his guest cabins to strangers. They attracted a pretty rough crowd. Hmm. A family member said guests kept getting drunk and walking on top of the gator cages. Uh, Quote, I remember one time a guy lifted the top and actually fell in. I think the gators were more scared than he was. Wow. That's a luxurious position to be in. So now we, we've gone from, which yeah. I guess is how it always works, right? You, you have, uh, you know, locals and then, and then tourists and now just fucking idiots. Yeah. Right. Now that just the idiots are coming. Yeah. Uh, he wrote his brother-in-law, quote, have closed my camp to all the public, including the crews. Now I feel a lot safer, as it was a real risk in many ways dealing with the public. So he closed the road gate, he took down the rope swing, and he took down part of the dock, and then he cut down trees so they blocked boats from coming up the river. Wow. He put up a no trespassing sign and another that read, Danger Landmines. <laughs> You, I, I mean, I look. It, yes, it's a great, it's a great lie. <laughs> but can we just start putting those signs up, please? It's just the terror. You know, look, whether it's real or not, I don't feel like walking on land for a little while. Is that fair? Um, but also, you could just be like danger, <laughs> wild everything. 
Snake pit. Imagine if you saw that danger snake pit. I'd be like, I'm not going there. <laughs> it's so crazy. Danger land. Uh, it's just, it's just such a funny. Swamp mines. Like it's like, uh, oh well, you kind of believe it. You'd be like, well, that's totally. That's yeah, why it's I mean, a very. It's, it's a really good lie because it's kind of right on the edge of where I would put him. Like I'd like, I'm like, I could buy landmines. I could yeah. see him doing landmines. Um, that's the bathroom. Oh wow! Yeah. No joke. No joke. I mean, it's it's impressive. I mean, the dude knew the dude knew how to do stuff. Um, so right. So now locals are like, oh, things have taken a dark turn up there, right? And like, yeah, but it's also like, I mean, again, you, you know, he it seems like he's been forced into yeah. This well, decision, yeah, so. it wasn't. Yeah, so. He's, he's got tons of land, right? He's been buying land forever. Right. He has over 1,100 acres. Oh, now, my God. This is prime. Come get me. This is prime land. I mean, right. if you know what Jupiter Island is now, it's just fucking rich people. Right, right. So that, but also real estate taxes are going up. His county tax bill went up 350% in one year. Mm. And that's one way that developers get Push your you property. Yeah. Um, he, tried, he tries to get a loan. He's trying different places and... He's having a hard time. And finally, he gets a five-year... I've been banking with the pineapples lately. <laughs> I don't have a regular bank. Is that a problem? He gets a five-year $100,000 loan with a 10% yearly interest. Wow. From uh, a local businessman named George Offutt. It's a shitty loan. Yeah. It's a fucking shitty loan. He had to pull... He had to pay full interest every six months. Wow. Or... The guy would get all his property. Wow. What a, you it's a terrible the, load. I'll sign this. <laughs> this is pretty good. I like most of it. If he misses one payment, the guy gets his property. Now, Trapper, when he gets a loan, he thought it was enough to live on and keep his land. He's like, this is perfect. So he fences in his four-mile track of land with barbed wire to keep people out. Okay. And in 1964... He could barely make the first interest payment that year. He puts up land for sale signs all over the place. The next interest payment is due on August 24th, and he's $11,000 behind. So he makes a deal to sell 200 acres to this real estate group. And then they're like, does anyone else have any claim on this land? And he's like, no. And then his ex-wife... Pops up. Lucy G. And the lawyers say that there was never a proper divorce and oh, she no. wants her share. Oh, no. So Trapper is so fucking mad he wants to just kill the sale and walk away from it completely, but he can't. Yeah. Now, on August 24th, this Offutt guy is in the courtroom at 1 30. Of course. And at 2 o'clock, He's got if he doesn't have the money, he could foreclose on all of his land. Fuck. But Trapper, Trapper's lawyers or whoever cuts a deal at the last minute with his, his ex-wife. lawyers are gorillas, right? Yes. Okay. And a couple uh, tor- tortoises. Right. They cut a deal at the last minute with his ex-wife. She gets 30000 and two lots of land. So he sells over 200 acres for 322000 He pays off off it with 15 minutes to spare. Wow. That land became the Riverbend and Turtle Creek Country Clubs. Oh, well, at least it went to, like, it's a good, It's good, a good, like a yeah, good project. A good cause. Yeah, like a yeah. good cause. So after paying all the people off he had to pay off, he is left with $63,000, but he has no debt. 
The first time ever he's out of debt. And then he starts buying modern appliances for the first time. He gets fridges and freezers, and he starts eating steaks that he bought from the store. Oh, wow. He's still trapped, but one of the problems was Davy Crockett was not as popular with kids anymore, and so coonskin caps were no longer the item Oof, of the day. You got like if you have those back, you got a. We got a lot of those. We got a lot. We got a lot of back orders on these. This is not good. We overbought. Uh, and then Trapper was different. He's changed. "Quote: Outsiders claim to see a dour, slow-moving husk of a man. Oh. Now, if you wanted to visit him, his even friends." You had to send a postcard, and then he would have to write you back, and they set up, <laughs> set up a date. It. That's how I do it. That's the way to do it. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's the best. You mad? The just be that. I mean, in many ways, it would be the best way to be. You know, like just to like people. If yeah. you, you get postcards, and you get to decide. Oh, to to not have to get texts and yeah. emails all the time. Yeah. I mean, imagine some guy just sending you. A, it's you know when you get a postcard, of, someone like well, yeah. Just some guy constantly sending gifts of just uh, sup sup. Yeah, imagine like that. like like for like imagine for that. days on end. Days, it just keeps happening. Imagine, and then that. you keep saying, "Stop, seriously, stop!" Yeah. And the guy and just, just finds an unlimited him. amount of these sub. It's like there's millions of them every it's time like I look. It's like there's so many every it's time crazy. I look, and it's great. It and makes it's me awful laugh. because it, it makes feels me laugh. never ending. It yeah. never. That makes you laugh. It's been going on for days, days, yeah. days and days. So, it's in person is way more digestible than it is. Every time I look at my phone and see I've missed four gifts. So um, so he's also always got a shotgun nearby. He catches two hunters on a land on his land with their guns and says, I'll, I'll kill you if you come back. So it's sure he's alone. He's yeah. Fucking. Yes. It's a yeah. weird. He's carved out a weird little life. Yeah. Um, and, and he's and he's living an existence that isn't compatible with right the reality of you yes. know capitalism Jupiter. anymore right i mean it's <laughs> yeah. it's coming yeah they, they want it they want the land everyone right. wants the land it's yeah whatever so an old yeah. friend goes to see him and he as he gets close trapper steps out trapper steps out from behind a tree and he's holding a shotgun and his friend says quote trapper it's me your old friend dick and trapper says quote i don't have any friends go away now or i'll start shooting by 1968, he's getting sick a lot, and this started after he started eating store-bought food oh and steaks. Oh, Jesus. Well, if you're just eating wild yeah. food, and they, I mean, if you, if you don't eat, like, take, the, the, I'll give you an example. Oh, we're coming back from a tournament. There's no food anywhere. I'm fucking starving. Oh, boy. All that's there is a McDonald's. Oh, God. We're literally in the middle of nowhere in the desert. Ugh. So I go, fuck, what do I, I get here? I get fries. My kid gets um, the n- nuggets. Sure. And I eat a couple of the nuggets. Oh, my God. And it's my body is literally ravaged for a week. Oh, my God. My, like, my body's like, what did you do? Because oh, I don't eat that kind of stuff. Oh. But I'm fucking starving. Whatever. No, it's good food. Oh, it's great God. food fast. It's not fast food. It's, it's good food fast. If you don't eat it and then you eat it, you know, you, you, those people know how bad it is. But if you eat it all the time, your body's like, here we go again. I'm ready for a, I've been in this war for a while. Yeah. But if you never eat it and then you eat it, your body's like, what the fuck yeah. is this? What have you brought in here? 
So, um, so he's getting sick a lot. Uh, Bessie Dubois said he, quote, was always complaining about gas, said he thought he had colon cancer. Dubois would see him because Trapper would use a payphone at their restaurant. So they're like the only people who are seeing him. Mm-hmm. Now, a new, be, a new deal is being uh, talked about to sell his last 857 acres to Jonathan Dickinson State Park. The deal would allow him to live on 100 acres of land around his cabin, and he'd okay. be a millionaire from yeah. the sale. He told friends that he was excited to travel. So he's got, you know, right. things are looking up a little bit. Um, he's excited to have all the money and travel, but sure. but he's still got the health problems. Um, he now needs a catheter to pee. Ugh. He thinks he has prostate cancer, but a doctor looks at him and is like, you don't. He keeps saying he has cancer. I want cancer. a Bob catheter. <laughs> he keeps he keeps saying he has cancer, but the doctor's like, you don't have cancer. Although he won't go to the doctor that much. So some people say he's miserable, but in letters he wrote to friends, he sounds pretty pretty content. Okay. Um, he knew he was going to be rich, but he still, he still doesn't like the developers and lawyers and a few of his neighbors. On July 30th, no one's seen him for a week or so. Uh, July 30th, 1968, someone goes up there and finds his body on the beach face down. Mm. Shotgun is a few feet behind him. Oh, dear. The shell had gone through his abdomen and then up and out the back of his head. He had been dead for over a week. Guinea hens and raccoons had picked at the body. It's their time. It's It's, payback time. Yeah, let's do this. Oh, he actually is very good. (laughs) Blood. My ancestors waited for this. (laughs) Quote, what was left of the brain looked like mushroom soup. Oh, Dave, come on. Some people are going to eat mushroom soup again. What's your problem? Well, I don't think they are. Uh, well, they were, I should say. No, they're not. It's over. Jesus Christ. The More cream of mushroom? <laughs> <laughs> the body is in such bad shape, the pathologist didn't want to move it to do the autopsy, so he, do- he did it on a picnic table in the cheeky hut. Sorry, that we have this area reserved for my <laughs> niece's birthday. It's okay. Just go up top. Oh, okay. <laughs> soup? sort of cake is that? Oh, that's mushroom soup. Yes. We'd love a bite. We've got a whole bowl. Oh, my God. Um, so there's no signs of cancer. He doesn't have cancer. Okay. Uh, jury rules it a suicide. But once he he killed himself via abdomen. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So uh, once people hear the verdict, there's a lot of like no. Right. There's no fingerprints on the gun. There's no footprints in the sand. Meaning he didn't go there either. <laughs> his footprints aren't there, and neither anybody else's. Yeah. So that means somebody probably brushed it. I mean, usually, or it could have been he was there for a week and sure, what it got blown or away. Whatever, or, sure. Um. His brother had threatened to kill him, and he'd been out of jail for a while. Oh, boy. And then people are like, why the fuck would this guy who understands guns so well shoot himself in the abdomen? Yeah. The abdomen, not even the heart. No, the abdomen. Strange. Like, oh, I, I want to die over 19 real pain, hours. Real, real bad one. want to really savor it. What? There's a lot of theories. The, the developers do it. There are also people who sort of lived off the land and didn't like him because he had sure. the property. And so he had... There's contention with those people. Anyway, there's lots of theories. A woman named Vivian LeBlanc went with her young sons to Trapper's property to look around. Post-death. Yeah. On the drive back, her boys were a little too quiet in the backseat, so she looks back, and they are playing with dirty sticks of dynamite. 
Oh, God. So maybe the goat. It's maybe the dynamite from the goat explosion. Oh, right, right. <laughs> um, the land is sold off six months later to the park system. Okay. His ex-wife comes and demands her share. Sure. Well, she's earned it. But they, they're they like, no, you already signed a fucking deal with the last right. gob of money you got. But they give her 5000 just to go away because it'll cost that in court fees anyway. <laughs> I love the go- I need more go away some of the land is developed. Some becomes the park, part of the park. Years later, when doing some work on Trapper's house, park rangers found a bunch of hidden money. That was a good thing because they were underfunded. It was only a couple thousand dollars, but um, they used it to help fix it up. Okay. Today's Trapper's camp is a main attraction in Jonathan Dickinson State Park. His original buildings, oh, gardens, wow. and cages are still there. Wow. Crazy. What a crazy... Yeah. It's such a weird... It's it's really strange when you're, you know, you have this business model that is so outside of business. Like, it's just, it's strange. It's like, because even in this, you're hearing about, like, the long-term sustainability of this project. It is, it's it's unsustainable in many ways. So it it's is like, unsustainable. It's weird to, it's, but it's also weird to spend half of your life sort of outside of society's you know, hands, and then spend the second half of your life kind of under the gun from them. Uh, uh, so the main source was by James Snyder, Life and Death on the Luxahatchee, the story of Trapper Nelson. Um, also, article Trapper Nelson, A Remembrance and uh, the, li- the Strange Life and Mysterious Death of a Panther, panther Trapping Gator Wrestling Wild Man. Tonya Malinowski um, on narratively. Malinowski. And then the Palm Beach Post had a really long article on him. Well. All right. We sign sign Gators. Yeah, we'll Gators in. Woo! Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this this podcast. Uh, Listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army. To join me for, I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, 
fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 